Anyone's Game podcast. Following women's football. Hello everyone, welcome to the latest episode of I Know Best, the light-hearted debate podcast brought to you by Anyone's Game. I'm your host, Gordon McComb. Joining me today is Chris Toner. Yep. Kenny Bogue. Hello. Peter Quinn. Hello. And Robbie Hanratty. Good to be here, Gordon. Good to have you all with us as well. We're going to look back at the last seven days in Scottish women's football. We've got four different topics for debate. Uh, our pundits have four questions to answer, and I'm sure they'll do that magnificently. In the meantime, they've also got to pick outside of their own who they agree with most. And out of that, we'll get a winner and find out who, indeed, of our Anyone's Game pundits does, in fact, know best. We're also going to have a couple of wee predictions as we look ahead to the Scotland double header this weekend. Scotland obviously taking on Hungary on Friday and Sweden at Paisley on Tuesday. Our first topic to discuss is our surprise result of the last weekend's fixtures. Kenny, why don't you start us off? It's got to be the mighty Spartans um, pulling off a 2-2 draw against Celtic. And you have to say Celtic were quite lucky. You know, a last minute, last well, last was it 85th minute equaliser. So yeah, I would say for surprise of the weekends was Spartans pulling off that, that draw. Well done, Spartans. Peter, what have you got for your surprise of the weekend? Uh, I was a wee bit surprised by how easy Glasgow women found it against uh, Stirling Uni this weekend. They won five nothing away from home uh, against uh, Stirling side. It started to look quite uh, quite competitive towards the end of last season. Robbie, where do you fall with your uh, surprises of the weekend? Well, there was a lot to choose from for me, but I'd say seeing a Fedor Morelos pop up at Pierce Hill Park for the game, top of the table clash between Rangers and Glasgow City on Sunday, has to be a surprise for me because I didn't expect to see him there at all. And Chris, you can round us out on your surprise of the weekend. Yeah, just kind of the flip side of the coin from Kenny. Um, Celtic having to come from behind late to draw with Spartans. A late Charlie Wellings goal bailing them out. They did almost grab a last gasp winner, but they were denied by the Spartans keeper. Four uh, pretty good picks. Uh, plenty of good arguments there as to why. We'll go back to the top. And Kenny, aside from your own, who do you think uh, has it right with their surprise of the weekend? I hate to agree with our Robbie, but the fact that Alfredo Morelos popped up at the women's game was was a shock. So I'm going to give it to Robbie. Fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, it must be a little bit surreal seeing, uh, you know, uh, someone that you're used to seeing on the park at Ibrox um, coming down and supporting uh, the women's team. But Peter, where do you stand on the other arguments for surprise of the weekend? Uh, yeah, I have to agree with Kenny there. Uh, that's um, Alfredo Morelos uh, being at the game was a was a surprise, but as you say, it's good to see the male players uh, supporting their female counterparts. Robbie, you've got uh, two votes already. Uh, you can't vote for yourself as much as you, you might want to, um, but you know, to to the good already. Who who aside from yours then is your surprise of the weekend? Well, first of all, cheers, chaps, for the vote. But I will. I'd say, Chris, I agree with you in terms of from behind. But what I must say is, it just shows how clinical Charlie Wellings is. Ten goals in seven league matches. So, scrambling a point right at the very death. That was a great surprise for Celtic. 
I'm not saying there's tactical voting going on here, but Chris has got last pick and obviously can't vote for himself. So you just uh, secured yourself the cheeky first win there, Robbie. With that, with that pick, I'm not calling you out for that or anything. Just, just making note of it. Just making note of it. But as we say, Chris, uh, you can't pick yourself. Robbie's already got it wrapped up uh, for his uh, choice of surprise of the weekend. But you can still throw your opinion out there. So who's argued best for you? Um, I didn't realise whether it was intentional or not that some tactical voting might have been up there. But um, I was going to give it unanimously to Robbie there. Um, I think it does say a lot and it's a good thing to see that um, such a high profile player like Morelos is turning out for a high profile women's game I must admit I'm noticing a bit of skullduggery here because I listened to the podcast today and uh, Robbie and Chris had a bit of tactical voting going on in the last week so I don't know if there's something going on here or not gentlemen I don't know if there's like a, a secret WhatsApp chat going on just like right here through a voting man I'm just gonna <laughs> gonna throw things around um, but yeah Spartans uh, taking a point off uh, Celtic or Celtic clawing their way back to a point uh, not uh, anyone's game surprise of the weekend nor the ease at which Glasgow women uh, won out uh, over the weekend as well it's instead Alfredo Morelos turning up and witnessing the game at Peters Hill Park so Robbie point to you for surprise of the weekend next though is our performance of the weekend doesn't have to be a team doesn't have to be a player whatever stood out for you guys in the last match week who uh, who had the best performance of the weekend for you, Peter? Um, for me, I went with Spartan striker Rosie McQuillan. I saw her play against Motherwell the week before, and thought that she she had a good first touch and and did some good things in the game, but she missed a, a really good chance to win that match. So it was nice to see her get the two really important goals, including a, an absolute cracker for the second one. Chris, how about you? Um, kind of low-hanging fruit, isn't it? Notice a theme going on here. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've also gone Rosie McQuillan for that brace against Celtic. Her first goal was good, but it was the second one that was the cracker, an amazing long-range effort. It looked for, to be about from 30 yards or so. The keeper could absolutely do nothing about it, and it was almost enough to generate a stunning result against Celtic. Robbie, are you uh, going to keep the theme going for your performance of the weekend, or have you got someone else in mind? I've got someone else in mind. I'm going to go with former Scotland international Leanne Crichton, who I thought rolled back the years and was tremendous on Sunday, getting a goal and assist as Motherwell got a victory over Hearts. She also could have had another goal if it wasn't for Charlotte Parker-Smith and really just showed how big a player she can be if Motherwell are going to have a good season under Paul Brownlee. Uh, Kenny, you can round us off here. Oh, I'm going to go with actually Charlotte Parker Smith because on the back, I know they get beat two nothing, but I mean Charlotte Parker Smith, I thought was very impressive in that game. She must have pulled out about four or five world class saves, so I'm going to go with Charlotte Parker Smith. All right. Well, three picks there from the pundits. We'll uh, basically what we'll do is we'll split the points between uh, Peter and Chris if they are if their choice. A uh, little bit, a little bit more tactical for we. Uh, we trying to game the system here, lads. You know, we set, we set up a, a points-based system to work out who knows best, and you pick the same ones to try and double your odds of uh, of coming out on top. Uh, but, Peter, you know, um, I, I'm going to be cruel here and say your choice really is Robbie or Kenny here because you can't vote for uh, Chris's suggestion because Chris's suggestion and your suggestion are the same thing. 
Uh, I know, I would be going for for Robbie anyway. I think I think Leanne Creighton did have a a fantastic performance for for Motherwell. Uh, she's in quite good run of form to, in general. To be honest, I thought she was quite good in the the game with Spartans last week, uh, and has managed to get herself in the score sheet a couple of times in the past. Uh, Chris, same same constraints to you. As much as you might want to vote for Peter because he said the same thing you have, uh, I'm afraid you can't. Between Robbie and Kenny, whose uh, whose opinion is right for you? Um, that's fair enough. Um, I'm going to go with Kenny on this one on Charlotte Parker Smith. I gave her a lot of praise last week on the pod for only conceding two against Glasgow City, and she was pretty solid. Um, and she did the same, managed to keep the score down this, this weekend as well. So. Papersmith for me. All right, Robbie. Um, I mean, you've got the choice of the same player twice, or uh, Kenny's pick of Charlotte Parker Smith. Well, uh, it's a tough one, but just because, as we said with Rose McQuilly, how she has missed chances and then suddenly scoring a brace against one of the top sides in the country, I have to give it to Peter and Chris's choice. However, Charlotte Parker Smith did have a very good game on Sunday too. Uh, and Kenny, where do you stand on uh, performance of the weekend apart from your suggestion? Well, it's got to be uh, Rosie, hasn't it? Let's be honest. That second goal was absolutely top draw. So don't know who's getting this, but I'm giving it to you, boys. Yeah, what we'll do, we'll give you, we'll give you both a point uh, on this one, Peter and Chris. Uh, scoring headaches aside, we move on instead of looking at uh, games or performances across the 90 minutes, why don't we narrow the focus right back down into an individual moment. And Chris, I believe you're going to start us off with your moment of the weekend. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Kilmarnock coming back late from 3-1 down to draw 3-3 with Queen's Park, denying Queen's Park a first shot win of the season. They still got a point nonetheless. They'll be disappointed they didn't get the three points though. I did joke um, and then... One WhatsApp group as time was ticking on that I should have made the bold prediction I made off air on Natural Pod last week. And I guess that my pal Lisa was sensing what I was saying as it was her goal that kickstarted the comeback. So I ended up eating my words a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, you know, one of those jinxes that as soon as you spoke it into the world, it, it had to happen, didn't it? It just had to prove you wrong a little bit there. But Kenny, for you, your moment of the weekend. Well, I think it has to be Jenny Curry at Hamilton, um, pulling off a fantastic save. I mean, a trialist in her very first game for the club, saving a penalty. I just think that's fantastic. And obviously, if she hadn't saved that penalty, Hamilton might have been defeated. So, so Jenny Curry. Hey, Robbie, how about you? I really wanted to say my face popping up on the SWPL sports scene highlights show, but I think in all seriousness, in terms of importance of the moment, I have to say Lee Alexander's crucial save right at the end of the game on Sunday to deny Jane Ross a certain winner. Can't believe you you nearly picked your own face over Lee Alexander, <laughs> keeping it keeping it level for Glasgow City there. Absolute shambles that. Absolute shambles you. Uh Peter, though, let's 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 get back to some some levels of, of of respectability here. Please tell me you've not you're not also thinking about picking Robbie for his face on on sports scene, are you? Uh, no, it was a close one, but no, I've de- I've decided not to go with Robbie for for this one. Um, I actually thought that uh, an even even more clear cut 
uh, moment that defined the game in Glasgow City versus Rangers was uh, Julian Malin's last ditch tackle. Uh, as Jim Ross was about to, to, I would imagine, score. She was around the penalty spot with about 15 minutes to go and that would have made it 2-1. Uh, and it was a absolutely fantastic tackle that, like I said, I think got her team a point in the end. Chris, you're the only one that's picked uh, a goal that changed uh, for your moment of the weekend, I should say. Um, every other thing is a defensive action. So uh, take your pick from Kenny, Robbie or Peter's defensive action is your moment of the weekend. Um, so I'll go with Kenny on the trialist saving the penalty for Hamilton. Um, I think that there were two crucial moments in the city game that prevented Rangers from getting the three points. Um, I think I'm going to side with Kenny Ball on the basis that um, as well as Lee Alexander did to make that last save, she was at fault for the first goal and then she was at fault again, but it was lucky that Lizzie Arnott happened to be offside on the disallowed goal. Kenny, how about you? Uh, apart from your own, where do you want to pick your moment of the weekend? Well, I wish I could say it was wee creeping Jesus popping up the sports scene, but uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Chris, and this isn't tactical, but I believe you know a comeback like that. Well done, Kelly, and well done, Chris. I feel like all our votes are gonna start off with it. This isn't tactical, but I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> just tactically vote for someone. I like wouldn't it. vote for Eddie's. I'd <laughs> vote for him if I could. Fair, fair, fair argument there. Fair argument there. Robbie, uh, you can't vote for your face, thankfully, but you also can't vote for uh, Lee Alexander's save. So uh, another moment of the weekend from the ones that were provided. Yeah, I have to go with Lisa Swanson's goal with five minutes to go to get Kilmarnock back into the game and secure a point when it looked like Queen's Park were going to secure a rare victory in SWPL too. So I, Chris gets my vote. Uh, and Peter, last to, last to vote. Um, you can force me to step in as tiebreaker if you fancy, or is uh, Kilmarnock's late equaliser worth picking, or one of the other options that doesn't have any votes yet? Not that I'm suggesting a manner in which for you to vote tactically. Well, no need for you to worry, because I am also going for uh, Chris's answer of Kilmarnock's late comeback. Uh, I was absolutely gutted for Queen's Park, but uh, they'll, I'm sure they'll, they'll get that first one in the season soon. So, Chris, you are uh... Top the pile for a moment of the weekend. Your um, almost uh, almost embarrassment of suggesting that Kilmarnock weren't going to get something out of the game, and obviously that late late equaliser, a, a worthy moment of the weekend uh, that sealed the point for Kilmarnock. Yeah. Well, we spend a lot of time at anyone's game speaking both out loud to ourselves to other people. I'm sure I'm sure some people do listen to us occasionally, uh, but we also speak to managers and players as well to get their thoughts and, and in between all of those words that are said surely some are, are interesting and surely some are useful we'd very much hope so uh, Robbie why don't you get us started with your soundbite of the weekend my soundbite of the week is stolen from the BBC highlights show but it was the interview with Neve Farley who scored Glasgow City's equaliser on Sunday against Rangers she said we came out to win the game but I think the circumstances of going a goal down and having the character to come back so quickly and get an equaliser was huge. So we all take it and hopefully we'll push on. So I thought that was 
really relevant because I did think I said that to the guys around me at the game on Sunday that that was a quick response from City so I like that soundbite. Chris how about you what's your soundbite of the weekend? Um, so I'm going to go with a soundbite from Celtic TV Fran Alonso's post-match interview um, giving Spartans plenty of credit um, he gave them praise saying that they didn't look like the team that lost 9-0 against Glasgow City a few weeks ago and that they would get results like that regularly if they played like they did on Sunday against Celtic and can the occasion to a cup final for teams such as Spartans playing Celtic and stuff like that. Thought it was really sporting. And Kenny, how about you? I'm going for the Scotland manager, Pedro Martinez Losa. I just think that it, it, football and just the way that he believes he can build a team that the country can be proud of. And I just think that was inspirational chat from the from the new gaffer. Uh, Peter, why don't you finish us off for Soundbite of the Weekend? So I've gone for David McCulloch in our post-match interview. Uh, she said that although Celtic put a great chance to win it late on, uh, our side fully deserved a point from the match. And I absolutely agree with that. Uh, last week, she said that she, uh, her side dominated the game against Motherwell and I wasn't entirely sure that that was, that was how I saw the game but uh, certainly this week I think she's absolutely on point with her, with her assessment of the, the performance and what her, decide, uh, her side deserved to get from the game Alright Robbie you've heard three other interesting sound bites apart from uh, your own one that you've lifted from uh, the interview with Neil Farley uh, which one of the other three gets your vote today? Well, I think they're all valuable soundbites from all the rest of the lads. I think all make good points, but I think I have to go with Kenny's Martinez Loza quote because I think it's very warming to hear that Martinez Loza came in, only had two games, and he really wants to connect with the Scotland faithful and have nights like the men's team did at Hamden by Park Stadium in future to come. Uh, Chris, apart from Fran Alonso being. Uh... Very sporting, as you said, uh, in terms of his praise for Spartans and that um, draw that they that took place between Spartans and Celtic. Uh, where does your vote go for a soundbite of the weekend? Um, I'll agree with Kenny again on this one. Uh, Kenny, two votes already. We're getting back to tactical chat, tactical voting chat. Um, you could uh, vote for Peter here and, and, and secure the point for yourself, but what is your soundbite of the weekend? Well, I was actually going to go with Peter without <laughs> any tactics. Oh, yeah, this is how it starts. Just, uh, simply because I've met Debbie McCulloch a few times and I quite like her. And I thought it was a great result for uh, Spartan. So that was the, the main reason I was going behind it. But yeah, <laughs> I'm going with Peter. I see how it is here, Kenny. I can't vote for myself. You've said this already. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, I feel like what we need now is I need to I need to design a uber complicated Eurovision style votes where throw it out to everyone listening. You get your votes. Half of that vote counts towards it. You all have your votes, and then finally, was, work was, who knows best? Really? Oh, yeah. Why not? I was the only vote I got for school at school captain, and it was me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Peter, again, I, I, need, I, need, I need you to save us from the madness. Uh, obviously, can't vote for, for your own soundbite, but of the other three, what's your soundbite of the weekend? 
I have also gone for Kenny's. I think that it was a, a very good quote, um, and I think it's exactly what people need to hear before a big set of international fixtures. All right. So uh, Pedro Martinez Lois is geeing up of the Scottish fan base as we uh, take on Hungary on Friday night as our soundbite of the weekend. Just got to say, it's uh, it's become it's been two games, and I'm already looking forward to um, either being in the stands or, or seeing them on telly when the anthem's on, because of how much has been made of it already. It's just become one of these things that, like, right at the start of the game, my first thought is, oh, I'll keep an eye on him for the anthems, and it's a nice little extra to have, a little bit of extra entertainment before the start of the game. Um, yeah, yes. definitely, and just uh, shout that for anyone listening who has missed out on this Scotland podcast, Kenny Bogue, myself and Jack Gillis, be sure to check that out before the Hungry game on Friday night. But with our uh, competition arm of things out of the way, we already know before we get to our big prediction for the double header upcoming for Scotland, we know already which one of the anyone's game pundits knows best. Chris, with uh, one and a half points, or two points if I'm feeling generous, one and a half points to two points, uh, you are the anyone's game pundit this weekend that knew best. Congratulations. Well done, Chris. Thank you. Well done, Chris. Thank you. The post. <laughs> Don't forget, for everyone listening, you are welcome to pass comment to give us your suggestions for what we should have said or what our pundits should have voted for in the surprise of the weekend, the performance of the weekend, the moment of the weekend. And if you find a good soundbite as well, we'd love to hear it. Plenty of things to let us know about how our pundits got things terribly wrong or feel free as well if you fancy. I mean, don't stress yourself out if you do want to come in and uh, agree with us and tell Chris how wonderful he is for, for being fantastic or uh, Robbie for his pick of surprise of the weekend or anything like that. Don't, don't stress yourself out with praise. Just let them know when they've got it absolutely wrong. That's, uh, that's what we're here for. Uh, but enough of uh, enough of that plug. We'll move on to our big prediction, Scotland, as we've already discussed a couple of times already. Have a double header in this international break, taking on Hungary at Hamden and then Sweden at the Simple Digital Arena. Kenny, why don't you get us started with your big prediction for this double header? Well, I'm predicting Scotland to have twelve corners in the match and Hungary to have a player sent off. Peter, how about you? Uh, I am saying that Scotland won't concede a goal across the two games. Ooh. Some ooze from the gallery there. <laughs> wonder if there's going to be a couple of ooze uh, for those of you listening as well. That's that's a big shout. That is a big shout in fairness. Uh, Robbie, how about you? What's your big prediction? Well, if anyone listened to the Anglin podcast and have heard me speak about Lauren Davidson and causing Nick Ledocky a bit of problems, but my prediction is Nick Dock to score a screamer for Scotland against Hungary in a 5-1 victory at Hamden. And Chris, you uh, not only won out today, but you've also got last say in the big predictions. Um, I'm just going to go with a modest score prediction of 2-0 against Hungary tomorrow night. Plenty of big predictions there. And if you do stick any on the coupon, do remember to gamble responsibly. But also remember to, I guess, fire back, tag the guys, message us who's let you down, who said something silly like Scotland getting 12 corners and we only get 11. Kenny, Peter saying we won't concede before uh, Sweden uh, 
gave us a really tough game, but we win 5-4. Um, mm-hmm. Nick, got, Nick Dock scored a screamer, but Scotland only uh, beat Hungary by 4-1 rather than the 5-1 that Robbie's predicted. Or, as Chris said, a more modest score prediction of, of 2-0 against Hungary if we win 3-0 or 3-1 or anything like that. Feel free to let the guys know how they've let you down and predicted something close, but not quite close enough. Um, I tell you what, Kenny, I'm going to pull you in for this one. You've heard all the four predictions. Is there anyone you think's got it completely bang wrong? I've got to be honest here, I don't think you will, but is there anyone else you think's got their prediction totally wrong? Well, I think Robbie's prediction's wrong because I predicted in the Scotland podcast last night that it would be 5-0 to Scotland. And obviously Robbie's went, not that Nick, I mean, Nick Dock, I believe she will score a screamer, but I believe it'll be 5-0 and not 5-1. Uh, Peter, how about you? Who's Who's got their prediction totally wrong? You know, I think they're all pretty reasonable. I know that's very... Of me, but but there we are. Uh, I, I think that uh, we're we're certainly playing it a lot um, a lot more straightforward than we have in previous weeks, suggesting like you know multiple hat tricks and stuff, building we accumulators for ourselves. Robbie, how about you? I mean, there, there are a lot of reasonable suggestions, a lot of positivity going into this double header, and uh, anything there where you think uh, people have got things a little bit wrong. Yeah, I think I think today is anyone's game winner, Chris Tony. I know last time in Budapest it was only 2-0, but I think seeing 2-0, Scotland with the attacking quality we've got with likes of Lisa Evan and Erin Cuthbert, I think it'll be at least double that result. But I'll take a victory in any means. Chris, uh, Robbie's come after you there, saying you, you've not been ambitious enough uh... I mean, fair play to you if you want to fire back and tell him his prediction's absolute nonsense, but uh, you can pick others as well. Which prediction do you think's a little bit not quite right? Um, I will fire a little bit of shade back at Robbie and say I think 5-1's a bit too optimistic, but um, I'm sorry, Peter, but um, Sweden second ranked in the world, third place at the last World Cup. I don't think we'll cheat against them. Oh yeah, Peter, I'm surprised you got to to the bottom end of uh, of that without being called out for uh, two clean sheets. Given that Peter uh, has a has a dream, <laughs> I think, uh, that, I think, uh, I think uh, we're all we're all buying into the optimism, aren't we? Just the, the, I mean, it might just be two nil nils. It might just be two nil nils, but you know, uh, I'll I'll take the two clean sheets when they come, and I'll let each and every one of you know all about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Next time we do, I know Beth, Peter's going to be giving it yet. Laldi just saying, mind that game that Scotland absolutely showed Sweden what we're made of. We do have a, an extra tiebreaker that thankfully we've not needed to use, but it's something a little bit more lighthearted, something a little bit more fun, where we uh, have a little discussion about how we think we could improve the SWPL 1 and 2, or Scottish women's football in general as well. And uh, I must admit, I couldn't take in any of the games that happened on Sunday because... I was busy down in London watching the American football. Uh, very nice wee day out, but you always feel a little bit like you're missing out and seeing the group chat go and seeing all the goals go in and always feels like a bit of catch up where you don't feel like you've truly got the, an appreciation for the weekend. So I feel like a, I, I was a little left out. But what I'm going to do is uh, just drag you down to my level instead of rising up to join you and ask you what staple of American sporting events would you want to see in Scottish women's football Peter? Uh, well, I am a big fan of the NFL's Red Zone programme. Uh, I think it's fantastic coverage and I would love to see something similar um, with the SWPL where as goals go in, as there are sending-offs, 
good chances, great saves, whatever it might be. Uh, being able to cut to that match and, and get to see what's going on, uh, I think that would be a, a, a fantastic programme to have available to the the fans of women's football in Scotland. Seems like the sort of thing you'd be able to have up on your phone as you're watching. Like it's gone, ball's gone out of play and in the game you're standing in the stands looking at it and you still just have a quick look down like, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. But we've still got three other pundits to hear from. Uh, Kenny, where do you stand on things that happen in American sporting events that you'd like to see make their way back across the pond? Well, I love Peter's idea, so I believe that's a fantastic idea. So, brilliant. Well done, Peter. But I would also like to see, I want rid of the pie stands. No more pie stands. I want people walking about with trays of pies over them, like they do with the hot dogs. And I want them passed along the, the fans. I want the money passed along. You can get, a, I don't know, an iron brew. You can get a, a Coke, perhaps. If only we were allowed refreshments in football, we would add that in. But, yeah, I want to see people walking about with trays of pies. And, I don't know, maybe... What else could we add in that? Pies and ice cream, perhaps? I don't know. So pies and ice, pies for the adults, ice cream for the kids. Pass it along. Boom. No more pie stands. I like how you went for the, the pass it along rather than that. I'm sure it's the peanuts they do. I think it's peanuts at the baseball they do where they just launch it as well. Love the idea of sitting in the stands and suddenly there's a macaroni pie coming 30 mile an hour towards your head. But, uh, it was a freebie. I'd like that. <laughs> If you've been at a crazy game at Hamden, when I was at a game at Hamden when Scotland beat France, and there was pies going everywhere. Honestly, <laughs> it was unbelievable. <laughs> not, not quite in the same way that you were hoping for, though. Uh, I know, I know. I, I do, no, I do like the idea of folk having to go round with it, with the tray and and pass around the food. Obviously, with uh, one thing and another that's been going on, the idea of passing things around is a little bit, a little bit iffy. But it would be nice to see that kind of thing make a, make its way into uh, Scottish women's football. But Robbie, what did you have in mind? Yeah, I'd like to see, I know Hamilton trialled something quite unique a couple of weeks ago with the dinosaurs for the kids before the match, but I think for women's football, we spoke about on the Scotland podcast about women's football being more for the families and that day out, and I think halftime entertainment, like singing or cheerleaders would be an ideal solution and something that could be easily enough implemented. And Chris says... We've got just you left for uh, the element of an American sporting event that you'd like to see make their way across to Scottish women's football. Uh, what do you have in mind? Um, well, a little bit similar to Robbie's in the halftime entertainment sort of thing. Like Obviously, the Super Bowl halftime is like the most massive gig in music you can have. Obviously, we couldn't have entered on that scale over here and certainly not draw any of that star power, but we do have some of our own star acts here, like Amy McDonald might be somebody who would be fit the billing for this sort of thing. Um, maybe even, as Robbie said, the cup final or like the promotion relegation playoffs, have them at the same venue on the same day. Um, in between both games, you could have like, someone like her perform. And if it, I'd be concerned, it would maybe detract a little bit from the game itself that people are going to watch him, but that could draw the punters in. And then if they like what they see in terms of the game, then it might have them coming back. I do like, it's a nice idea in terms of football's meant to be entertainment. And the idea that somehow it's because it's sport, it's separate from other forms of entertainment is a, is a little bit strange. And the idea of like say throwing together a few other things and making the day a little bit longer, more entertaining, especially like you say with the, 
playoffs or with a cup final or anything like that. There's a, a lot of good arguments to say that there is more you could do for those games. More you could do. All right, well, we'll wrap up there. That's all for us today. And today, Chris Toner, well, you knew best. Uh, thanks to all our pundits for joining me. Thanks, Gordon. Thank you, Gordon. And thanks to you all for listening. Uh, you'll hear us in the next one.